Let's suppose that you are an individual who lives in South Korea. And South Korea has this very dominating culture to it of extreme, exaggerated competitiveness and success. And at the same time, let's suppose that as an individual who live there, you whether belong to the working class or you belong to the struggle class, which means that you don't have access to social security or healthcare, you're having trouble renting a decent apartment and paying your bills, the money you got paid isn't enough for you to finish the month, and your boss treats you as an inferior subordinate. You are being underestimated, gaslighted, ghosted, and treated like an infant, or treated and considered, perceived as a very incompetent person and above all you are in debt and being in debt in a capitalist very competitive society such as South Korea means that you are being considered as the oppressed and the wealthy people the rich people or the possessing class are the oppressor and as Paulo Freire said it in his book, The Pedagogy of the Oppressed, he shared and said that the oppressor can't live without the oppressed. There is a notion and there is a relationship of domination, subordination, oppression, dehumanization and control between these two. The oppressor controls the oppressed. The oppressor in this case are the wealthy people, the rich people, or the possessing class. And the oppressed are the struggle class and the working class. Term number one, the working class. In this culture, this society, this atmosphere of living in a competitive capitalist society such as South Korea, the wealthy people or the rich individual or the position class, they want to be entertained when feeling bored. And the only way for them to feel entertained is by dominating and by being remembered that as wealthy people, as rich people, they have power because they have money and money gives them that power in this competitive capitalist society. Now, the question is, who is going to be chosen by the wealthy people to get them entertained by dominating them? The answer is the working class and the struggle class. Why? Because the wealthy people know that these two classes are struggling financially in this society and that them being in debt makes them an easy prey, makes them a potential good character to be entertained with. On one hand, we have got the entertainers who are the working class and the struggle class or the people who are struggling financially. And this working class represents a social group of individuals who earns very little money and who are often paid only for the hours and the days they work and who usually do very exhausting, fatiguing physical work. 
on the other one we have got the wealthy people the rich people the possessing class who are the entertainer they are the audience the viewer the people and the ones who watch but at the same time they are the ones who dictate the rules of the game as it pleases them term number two infantilizing and dehumanization the only way these wealthy people thought of in order to entertain themselves is a game no they do not want to play a game but it's the quite opposite they want to create a game with the rules they are the ones who are going to dictate the rules and guests are the people who are going to be choosing carefully to play this game for them and to make them entertain it this game is tailored and made and created with rules and a certain mechanism by themselves to themselves which means by the wealthy people to the wealthy people and in order to start this game the wealthy people use their power to stalk the struggle class and then have access to their data how much they have as debt and who they owe money to they also use this data to find them ge geographically speaking and also to find these potential ent entertainers these players they are looking for in order to play this game and get them entertained finally they ended up finding 456 players who were selected in the most shameful ways and invited with a card and then conducted in an in an unconscious state to an isolated place and that's the first sign of power domination and discrimination by the wealthy people they conducted the players to the game's location in a in a state of complete unconsciousness using a gas for one purpose that says that no player has to know where they are heading to and how so in here the wealthy people are dehumanizing themselves and at the same time they are dehumanizing the struggle class by dominating them by perceiving them as objects as things to play with they perceive them as people who are lazy they perceive them as people who do not want to work when in fact it's the complete opposite the struggle class is working hard very hard but they can't get themselves out of this situation of financial problems because of these wealthy people because in this society that is very competitive that is very capitalist everything goes to the wealthy people wealthy people are, are busy competing against each other which is going to end up with the struggle class being marginal, marginalized and put aside and completely forgotten There is also a notion of pleasure, sadism, and excitement by the wealthy people, by the ones who made this game and who made those rules. And as 
Paulo Freire also shared in his book, The Pedagogy of the Oppressed, he says that the pleasure in complete domination over another person is the very essence of the sadistic drive. Another way to formulate this idea is to say that the aim of sadism of these wealthy people is to transform a man or these players into a thing, something animate into something that is completely inanimate. Since by this complete and absolute control, this living people or these players, all these very initially human people, they lose their one important essential quality of, of life, which is their freedom. So they are not only taking their freedom out of them, but they are dehumanizing them by considering them as things and as objects to play with. And they also, by doing that, they are dehumanizing themselves. Once in place, the games and entertainments have to begin with the players being introduced to the rules, which is a very important step in this game. And for the wealthy people who are sitting in the background, uh, wanting and waiting to be entertained, the rules are presented to the players by soldiers who also happen to be a part of the wealthy people and who are covering their faces so nobody from the players gets to see their face or their respected, respective, I mean, faces. We have got six games to play on six days and although the players are grown up, but the games they are going to be playing are games for kids. They are treated like kids, like infant, which leads us to talking to infantilizing. I mean, instead of setting games for adults, for these players to play, they set games for kids. This way, they are being humiliated with infantilizing. And infantilizing in psychology is referenced as a behavior to have towards an adult that is emotionally, psychologically, and intellectually considered as mature. And by infantilizing them, we are humiliating them. We are treating them like an inferior, like a kid. Why? In order to have a certain control on them. So in this beginning of the game, the tone and the atmosphere are being set. The players are treated like an inferior. And by doing this infantilizing to them, the wealthy people are remembering them that in this game they are inferior, which is the same place they occupy in society and in everyday life. Term number three, meritocracy, equality, equity, and the principle of win it all. The rules are presented to the players in the form of a player consent paper to be read and signed by the players. 
this player consent form is written in a very unclear and implicit way. For example, one of the rules in it says that if a player fails at a game or refuses to play, they are eliminated. But in reality, what they mean with eliminated is killed. And the players are going to figure that out once the game begins with the game number one that is red light and green light, which is not written in the form initially. The term used in the form is eliminated. In here, this game is starting with a fraudulent and clear player consent form. Before the start of the show and the games, one of the soldiers makes sure to convince and tries to pretend that any cheating player will be eliminated, that no cheating is allowed in this game, that this game is about fairness, democracy, equality and equity, that everyone in here is equal and all the players are going to be treated equally with equity and objectivity which is something that is very new to the players because in real life they are not used to social equality that says that individuals have the right to a similar social position and a similar treatment when in this game it is a false equality that is presented to them and also a false equity. Why? Because these players are brought here because they are perceived as inferiors. There is no notion of equality and equity because they are financially struggling and are considered by the wealthy people and the people who made this game as an easy prey to be corrupted by cash money, which is set as a motivation factor in this game. This game it has the cash money as a motivation factor in order to motivate the players to compete harshly against each other and do anything to win this game. Every player in here is appealed to play and compete for money. Money is their savior that is going to save them from the hell they are living in society. Money is going to save them also from the debt that money is presented to them in a form of cash money and not in a form of a check. Why? Because the cash money is something that, that is missing in their lives because they are struggling and the money was chosen to be presented to them this way and at this right moment that is the beginning in order to show them here is something that you don't have which is money cash money it is a way of manipulating them to sign and choose to play because as people in debt and in this game they are easy to corrupt with money and by money easy to turn them into very harsh competitive creators that would do anything to gain this money in order to solve their financial problems once back 
at home to their real lives. At the end, there will be one unique winner who is going to take it all. And this is an economic principle that is often used that is called winner takes all. A principle that is going to make the competition harsher and promises a great entertaining show and a great entertaining game for the eyes of the wealthy people, the ones who created this game. In which the players are going to do anything to win. Alongside the false equality and equity that the rules of the game try to indicate throughout the game, one of the soldiers explained that the ones who play the games very well and according to the rules, they will have the merit to win. The players think that the game is about meritocracy. And meritocracy means that the merit, the power and money is to those and belong to those who play well and who have certain abilities such as physical strength, strategy, smartness that are going to help them to win the game despite their social position and despite their money. And in here, the soldiers and the people who set this game, they are presenting a false version of meritocracy. There is no true meritocracy in this case. Why? Because again, these people in real life are not treated fairly despite their social position. And they have been chosen purposely for that by the rules of this game. Term number four, social Darwinism, physical violence and symbolic violence. Throughout the six games, the players are going to be eliminated by being killed and their number is going to be significantly reduced, which pictures and which reflects what we call social Darwinism. And social Darwinism believes in the survival of the fetists, which means that the idea that certain people in society become powerful because they are innately better. Only the fetists are going to survive. And a continued selection is going to be done throughout the game. And those who weren't the fetist are going to be killed. Both physical violence and symbolic violence are presented in Squid Game. Physical violence that consists in killing the players on one hand and on the other one symbolic violence or as they call it symbolic domination. Symbolic violence or symbolic domination are not visible and they consist in a social and cultural domination that have an impact on the representations and actions of these players. Squid Game and today's capitalist societies. Squid Game might be a fiction, it might be just a script, just a movie, just a film, but it is actually a critic 
made by its producer towards today's capitalist, harshly, very extremely competitive capitalist society is. It is a symbolic representation, a metaphor of what is happening in the capitalist societies, in the competitive workplaces of everyday life and everyday society. You can project that on your society. You can project what is happening in Squid Game in your entourage, in your workplace or the atmosphere that you work in when it comes to domination, to gaslighting, to humiliation, to dehumanizing, to infantilizing, to symbolic violence and symbolic domination. And equality or inequality and the false idea of meritocracy. Anniversary is a short life, but they come back around and break that speed. Moments burn so fast, the centrifugal force keeps me stuck in the middle. 